Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're going to score five more than you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. Luke Morris here. Easy. And Jim Campbell. 6-1. Easy. Easy. Easy, 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 it, I mean, I was naive enough to say I was slightly worried about it yesterday. I thought, you know, you just never know. But then, you know, that early one in there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, five nil at half time. Yeah. Was, in, hey, a world, in, a, in a World Cup. I couldn't tell you what was the half time analysis oh, were like because I was rubbing my eyes. It was, yeah. I mean, look, it's, I know it's only Panama, but it was just like, we might never see the likes of this again. Let's yeah. just enjoy it. Yeah. Let's just enjoy this moment. Who knows what the next game or the yeah. next well, round will bring. A, a defeat, I expect. Yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love it because people are going, well, hang on. England could go, and I'm thinking, do you not realise how this this performance and that result doesn't really tell us anything? <laughs> yeah. And I think I think it tells that we've got a confident team. And well, that, OK. Yeah. And, that, and that we're... we're Does it tell you where Harry Kane's going to put penalties? <laughs> Yes, I'd say so. But, um, but, but um, you know, Panama are a poor side. We said that after the Belgium game where they were beaten quite easily, but they were a bit more um, frustrating for Belgium to get past. The same way Tunisia were a bit more frustrating for England to get past. Yeah. Um, but 
England, it, one thing we can take from it is that Panama are there on merit. They did qualify. They deserved mm-hmm. to be there. Uh, and they were frightened by England. England played confidently. And it's all very well to sit for us to sit here and, and bask in the reflected glory of a big England win. But there have been times in the recent past when we've been doing this show where England have played against poor sides and they've struggled badly. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the one thing we talked about, if you can remember, one thing we talked about going into this tournament when it comes to England, it was tempo. Play with tempo. And if you play with tempo, your pace and your movement comes along with it. And England did that. And the reason they were able to beat Panama so handily was because Panama were frightened. Mm. And and they weren't able to stay in shape. They weren't ever able to keep their discipline. They were worried about what was going to happen next. They were terrified at set pieces. And England, it's all very well to say, oh, England only beat Panama. But England don't normally frighten anyone at World Cup. No, yeah. So it's fair to, to say that that's a big improvement from us. And if we ever, and as I was saying to you guys before we came on, if we have a, a basketball match against Belgium where they attack and we attack and they attack and we attack... I thought you meant an actual uh, basketball match. Why not? Yeah. We're, yeah, both why not? Both We're both through. Change the sport up. Mix no, it up. But if we do and we come out on top of that, 3-2, 4-2, whatever, it was possible, um, then I think bigger teams than Panama will become frightened of us. And that's a positive thing. It, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I mean, it, it's... Like I say, enjoy these moments because that is England's biggest ever win at a World Cup. And England, before the Tunisia game, hadn't scored two goals in a World Cup match since, what was it, 2006? Yeah, and it was 10 matches. Exactly, yeah. It is always good to score goals. I don't know, that's stupid. But we said about Belgium that I said on the previous podcast that that Belgium have only played Panama and they've only played sort of Tunisia, if you like, but they've scored eight goals in those two games and that's impressive. Well, England have done the same. Absolutely. And the thing is as well, you look at a game like that, you think, well, it is Panama, regardless of them being there on merit, you know, they are, you know, they're they're, they're a small side, it's their first World Cup, yada, yada, yada. What you want from a game like that is for it to be fun. And that is exactly what it was. Mm. England just racking up the goals, just like playing with confidence, playing with, with some flair, with some charm. They, they looked dangerous at set pieces, absolutely. Massively dangerous. Um, That's Harry, a Kane's, Harry Kane's third goal was, uh, was down to a huge slice of, uh, of luck. And I do worry that we've perhaps got the luck at the wrong time. Um, <laughs> Such an but, England thing to say. Yeah. But you, don't, you, you don't need that sort of luck at 5 0 up. You do really you? don't. Was it no. the most sort of underwhelming way to complete a hat trick in World Cup history? Perhaps? I think he'll take it. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell cares? I know. Not mate. me. But um, the, the referee had had a good game, and I base that on the second penalty that mm. was given to England. I mean, we knew Panama were going to be physical. Jesus, that was, I, I don't think ridiculous. I've seen the likes. Of it. I know Just dragged him over and punched him in the back. It was. Uh, I know Mitrovic got the treatment with the two uh, Swiss defenders uh, in that game, and and obviously Kane was wrestled to the floor against Tunisia. But that took that to another level. I was watching it well, going. There's few things where you watch a football match and you go, "Well, I've never seen that before." Yeah. <laughs> but if you get a referee that's strong, then let them do it. That's what I say. Yeah, oh, I, I'm happy for them to do it. If that's how scared they are of our players, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. As long as the referee takes action on it. And I said before the second penalty was given, he's not going to give a penalty because he's given one already. Yeah. Um, and he did. He yeah. instantly did. So that's fair enough. I mean, we're seeing, um, we may perhaps seeing a situation where referees don't want to be overturned by VAR. They don't want yeah. it to happen too often, lest they be seen as being missing mm. big incidents, mm-hmm. which means they'll get badly assessed and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that's a positive thing for England as well. Um, but I, I really um, am happy with how professional they did the job. They look like they're enjoying it. Their, no, again, I know it's only Panama, but their movement was amazing. I don't think it was a perfect performance or anything like that. I, I thought we were well, even in the early stages. Panama had a chance, and Southgate himself yeah. said. And I, I thought it was quite good that Southgate said, 
yeah, I wasn't, uh, you know, the start was a bit sloppy and we conceded and so on. And I like that kind of level-headedness that Southgate sure. brings to the camp. Uh, and But I, I agree, actually, uh, well, two things uh, which Frank Lampard uh, quite rightly said, uh, where he said that um, that goal that Panama scored, you know, Ramble favourite, Beloy. Um, <laughs> he, he, yeah, 37-year-old Beloy. I think he might be in the top three oldest outfield mm. players at the tournament. He might well be. Yeah. Mark, Marquez and Ignatiewicz, maybe? Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Um, uh, he said that, actually, that goal Panama score, it just reminds England you can't switch off. Yeah. And, and England, damn, you know, they'll be annoyed that they yeah. didn't... Con- they didn't. Oh, it was a really keep- poor goal to concede. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was as... They were defending as badly as Panama defended for of John course. Stones' goal. And they'll be very disappointed to not keep the clean sheet. And it's those little things you go, right, and that brings a bit of determination. Because if you can win 6-0... You don't want to kind of switch off. And the other thing Lampard said is what's so nice about um, this England side at the moment is we are talking about the team, the Mm. whole thing. We're not talking about this uh, position Mm. or that. I mean, it's it's so funny to think this is what England's problem was. When you look back at previous tournaments, I can can remember the last World Cup where there was some silly sausage who was moaning about the England squad and it boiled down to he felt Aaron Cresswell should have been given a call. (laughs) Now, Aaron Cresswell's a good player. but The great football debate of our time, Marcus, (laughs) let's be fair. He's not the difference between uh, group stage and last 16. A friend of mine was fuming at Euro 2004 when we were knocked out in extra time against Portugal and he was saying why on earth did we not take Jermaine Defoe if we had Jermaine Defoe Mm. etc etc it's not the difference between a player and that player really it can be but seldom really it is and Lampard said we're not talking about that individual and that individual we're talking about the team the system and so on we've seen sides be the greater than the sum of their parts because they play as a unit and I think that that is really encouraging Mm. for England well that's what Southgate has been trying to instill Mm. the whole time isn't it and he's made a lot of noise about doing that and and so far so good he seems to have seems to have done that very well and you know with, with, with all respect to the man I'm sure both of you would agree isn't it nice to not be talking about Wayne Rooney? Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, nice to not be talking about not anyone. not be an like issue that. at all. Yeah, I think the team is the most important thing. I mean, I do think there are improvements to be made. I think, yeah, England could perhaps bring in um, Cahill in the, if the Belgium game. Well, I wonder if they will. Experience. Well, I, I think Maguire was a little bit... I mean, he didn't have much to do, but when he did, he seemed a little bit but, off the pace. But, you, but, but And I would probably put in Rose for Young as well. I said that last time, though. But do you think, though, that Southgate might be thinking, actually... Cahill, you know what Cahill's going to do. Cahill, he's playing the Champions League final. He knows he's got his trade. He knows what he's yeah, doing. Get him in there just to just to give him a bit of an experience of the tournament. Mm. True, but but you could bring him in against Belgium. You know, he could be thinking right in the first two games. Let's go out there. Let's play on the front foot. Let's not be cagey. Let's go out and get them. And that's why he played Deli Ali and Lingard in those positions, quite um, uh, attacking. And then Young, who likes to get forward. Then when you play Belgium, we'd well, love to cheat coming for Ali in the second game. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the in the in the the Belgium game and then in the knockouts perhaps we see Dyer in front of the defence he may may he may well put Jordan Henderson up further now people might think oh, hang on no 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 we, we should play attacking and so on England still look a bit suspect at the back yes. and they will need to win the ball back they've had all the possession in these first two games and the next games are going to be different of course yeah but that's why the Belgium game coming now is great yes because it's it, really it, useful it's, to... it's a much much a more test of a with test. a little, little, little amount of pressure on it mm. of course absolutely right um, but what about Jesse Lingard's goal superb seeing an England goal like that beautiful. at tournament lovely ah. one it's absolutely beautiful and, and, and just going back onto your team you're, you're going to point about the team 
six outfield players made a direct contribution to a goal with either an assist or a goal. You've got mm-hmm. Stones, Trippier, Loftus-Cheek. Okay, fine. It was a bit of a lucky assist, but it counts as an assist nonetheless. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sterling uh, and uh, Lingard got a goal and Kane got two. Uh, sorry, Kane got three. So six pl- outfield players directly contributing to a goal is really is really positive mm-hmm. for England as well because not only are you saying, well, we've beat a poor side there, but it feels like everyone's had a, had a contribution, you know? Yeah. Everyone's played their part. You do feel, um, again, this might be... Uh... Just typical England fan looking for reasons why it might all fall apart, but I feel like <laughs> you know, two only two of those goals are from open play. Yeah, I, I and, did. And one I of did them think was that. A, you know was a bit of an anomaly with a, the cane deflection. And one of them was a twenty-five yard. Yeah, we, we weren't exactly getting in behind the, the defence very much. It did, it, and we haven't done the whole time. No. England. I mean, they've had great chances. You know, against Tunisia as well, mm. they did create chances in which they carved them open more than yeah. But you are right. You compare that to Belgium, who's you know slipping it through and so on. And that that would be my concern for the Belgium game is that I, I, I do still worry about England at the back. And I think that, okay, I understand that it may well not be Hazard and, and Lukaku who play, but that's why if yeah. he came in for Lukaku, he's still a quality Sooner player. Sooner or later you're up against someone like that. Yeah, and I just worry that uh, the, the England back line having to, to cut out through balls played by the likes of De Bruyne and so on, that's when it really but, comes but, to... But it, but it comes down to... Where we saw England in one of the build in the in the warm up friendlies <clears throat> switch to a quite a defensive formation. I think it was against Nigeria, where they tried to keep it tight and that, and it took them a while to get used to it. But for the second part, well, I'd say even for the lion's share of the second half, they were able to do that. And it, we have to find out whether England have got that in their locker, whether they've been working on that for the tournament itself, because. Re- I know I'm not the one to break this to you guys, but just the way we're talking here, just to let you know, we are going to play against some good players at some point, <laughs> regardless of where we get yeah. where we get. Well, that's, to. My, that's my point. And, and so, so it, we don't know whether Southgate's got something else in his locker. If I think everything you can level at England in terms of criticism defensively in this current formation with this coach, I think you can level that at Martinez as well. I think they've got and, and Belgium, they've got good players mm-hmm. at the back, but they've got weak parts as well. And they, I mean, talking about um, this, could just be. The thing that managers say in tournaments just to get get one over on the opposition or get inside their minds or whatever. But Martinez has talked about bringing company back for the England game. Company would get absolutely destroyed by England's movement. He's not played. He, mm. he's, he's slower than he's ever been, and he's not played. Mm. So England can hurt Belgium as well, and it might just come down to whether we we play a slightly different way and try and keep it tight, or we just go for it. And if we go for it, it'd probably be another high scoring game, and England may come out on top. I mean, they might not. But they, they might do, and I just I just don't think that Belgium will hurt us. But I think we can hurt them too. Does John Stones's heading ability warm your cockles, Jim? Oh, it certainly does. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it with some friends, and one of them made the point that John Stones has now got more England goals, uh, more goals at World Cups than Wayne Rooney, which is <laughs> that's just a weird little stat. That's unfair. Um, but yeah, no, I did enjoy John Stones's heading ability, and actually he looked very confident. And generally, the team did. The one thing that worries me in terms of confidence, though, is Raheem Sterling still looked very um, jittery. Almost, he yeah, he, did he, he looks like he needs a goal. Uh, very and he badly, should, he, and that was the had to one. get it in. Uh, I wonder yeah. if if Southgate will stick with him um, because I, I think he's stuck with him in this game to try and rebuild his confidence ahead of the Belgium game. But I wonder if actually maybe Marcus Rashford will start in his place. Quite possibly. Belgium. Well, uh, Gareth Southgate added um, to, to the comments post match that uh, they need to decide what their priorities and said the harmony of the group is high on that list, and those who haven't played need to feel valued. So we we will see changes for the Belgium game. But again, you know, for the players who have to come in, I. 
I don't really worry. Do you know what I mean? I don't think England have just got a first eleven or twelve or thirteen, no. and then and then it's uh, it's all uh, it's all bad from there. Um, but uh, Panama scoring that goal, I, I, the celebrations. It was, it, that's again another thing. What the World Cup's about, isn't yeah. it? For a side like that to get yeah. the goal and see the fans celebrating, and they were celebrating like they'd won. It yeah, I, I did, I'd love to see the scenes back in Panama and, and, and so on and so forth. But they did try to score earlier when they they took the kickoff when the England players were celebrating yeah. off the pitch. I only yeah. saw this afterwards. Well, this is yeah. Of course. Well, this is like this this weird thing that that some people highlighted during the Portugal Spain three all when Cristiano Ronaldo scored the equaliser. The Portugal players, most of them, were celebrating off the pitch, and one of the Portuguese players turned around to another one and said, "Stay on the pitch." And it was revealed that you can take kickoff apparently if all the opposition players, because basically, if, if an opposition opposition player is in the half of the team kicking off, you can't start. Yeah. So. In theory, if, if they're, they're all off the it, pitch, yeah. then you've got the you've got free reign, and so that seemed to be a thing. And and Panama tried to take advantage of that. Now I don't know whether that I, isn't a rule. I admire the ambition. I love that because yeah. imagine if they'd have done that, England would have been like, oh what? It would have been like one of the funniest goals in the history yeah, of the World Cup. But uh, it, I, I'm not sure if the referee kind of didn't realise what the situation was. Or he blew up, didn't he? He did blow up, but I, I'm still not sure about that one. If, if actually Panama, you know, were denied a perfectly good goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. I don't think it would have affected the result, but it would have been a, a bit of a footnote. Um, going back to Sterling, I, I find it interesting that, not, not just you personally, Jim, but a lot of the coverage I've seen or heard has been about him and about how he's like, he needs to get a goal and all the rest of it. I mean, Sterling's absolutely integral to England's movement and the way oh. they play. He's had a better pass percentage past completion percentage than everyone in England's front six. Is that right? And apart from Lingard, I think. But he had a better pass completion percentage than Loftus-Cheek, who everyone talks about as pass mm. ability, than Henderson, who's apparently there to pass the ball and keep things ticking over, um, than Kane, who's apparently, you know, who is a, a better passer than perhaps he gets credit for. So Sterling's contribution, I think, was was perfectly fine. Um, I don't think it's realistic to expect everyone to be scoring every single game. Yeah, of course. And if, and if, and if Lingard hadn't scored... People wouldn't be saying, oh, we need a goal from Lingard. You know, people need to understand, I think, a bit more that he's part of the team. And just because he's had this attention going into the tournament, mm. he doesn't necessarily deserve any further scrutiny than anyone else in that team. I, I now, perhaps- if, if, sorry, just to finish, if Southgate wants to pick Rashford ahead of him, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that personally. I think Rashford's a great player as mm. well, and I've got no problem with that. Uh, I just think maybe he's getting a little bit more scrutiny than some of the other players purely because of the coverage he's received leading up to the tournament. Yeah, I think I want to see him do well. I want to see him turn it around and, and basically be vindicated. And I think that you know, a goal's the only thing that does that. You know, yeah, you no, know, no, absolutely. You know, however, it'll, it'll however be great well for him. It'll be great for And listen, I, I think maybe he's he, out, of the, out of those front six players that we've played, or that combination of different front six players, he's probably on the, the lowest on confidence, mm. I'd say. So a goal would be great for him. But one thing we, we have to mention is that... Um, England won six one, but didn't manage to win both halves, I and know. so our best bet. Didn't. I know. Like, I, I, know. I, 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 said, I said on Twitter, I'm half expecting to find out this week I'm distantly related to the Rodden family, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Tom Rodden got in touch saying, um, "You got to give me the next best bet, surely." Yeah. On that base, I'm not going to do that. But uh, <laughs> for those of you who are new listening to the podcast, we have a best bet feature every week, and uh, with Bet Three Six Five, and the Rodden family all had to go, and none of them could could do an awful lot. So maybe I am a secret member of the Rodden family but uh, England are now 9-1 to one, uh, sixth favourites to win the damn thing oh my goodness £10 with bet 365 returns £100 including stake should we lift that trophy for the first time in 52 years Marcus to summarise that England mm-hmm. game easy 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 easy
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. yesterday bring us back down to earth (laughs) remember what we are welcome back to the world cup ramble sponsored by bet 365 everybody Um, before we go on uh, might we just turn our attention to tennis for a moment oh my goodness me (laughs) go on i don't really like tennis so you can go do you see kevin keegan at the tennis oh yes (laughs) (laughs) marcus tell the story kevin keegan Watching the tennis. Why is he watching the tennis? The World Cup's on, Kev. Yeah. He's watching the tennis. He sat uh, He sat in the posh sheets down the front. A, a wayward tennis ball goes in his direction. It's an easy catch. Catch the ball, Kev. Tries to catch it. Spills it. Hits a woman on the head in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a wonderful man. The commentator. Apparently Peter Shilton was sat behind him. The commentator went, well, Shilts would have caught that one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kevin Keegan, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Friend of the friend of the Ramble, Kevin. Friend Keegan, of the show, of course. <laughs> we wouldn't like to be seen as disrespecting the guy. It's oh. not what we're all about, is no. it? I don't think we've ever done that mm. at any point. Only trying to catch it. Hi, I'm Kevin Keegan, and I drop balls at Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it was Wimbledon. Oh, what was it? It's it Queen. Queen. I know nothing about tennis. <laughs> okay, Wimbledon's not at the moment. Not no, yet. No. Not okay. yet. Not yet. But we will bring you the Wimbledon Ramble soon. Mm. Um, right back to the World Cup. Poland are out. 
They are. Bitterly disappointing campaign. They've from been Boris very, Ford. very poor. Really poor. If you're talking about expectation, we, ex- we didn't really expect Saudi Arabia, for example, to be very good. Yeah. Um, or even Panama. This is possibly the worst return from a team. Because aren't they ranked seventh in the world, Poland? They're the seeded team in that group. Yeah, yeah and they've lost both. That's madness. And, yeah, and um, they, they were just so blunt again. They just really, really didn't look like they were going to trouble Colombia. I mean, Ospina actually had to make a few saves and seemed to injure himself every time he had to do anything. <laughs> um, Oi, bit more it, like it from Colombia, though. Yeah. As someone stood over Ospina, I just heard Bree like, whispering into the physios. Yeah, just... Take me back to take me back to Arsenal. <laughs> take me back to Colney. Yeah. I feel comfortable at Colney. <laughs> I just want to be treated at Colney. Was it lovely to? I mean, I assume it's an emphatic yes. Lovely to see uh, Rene Higuita and Valderrama back yeah. in the stands again what together. What sort of question together. is that? Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the band back together. Rene looks magnificent. Of course he does. So does Carlos. He looks, he looks all right, but Rene was, was particularly glowing, I felt. I think, I mean, with the greatest respect to, to one of the best football players I've ever seen, genuinely, Carlos Valderrama, oh, he, he does look now like an old woman. <laughs> yeah, like a, who lives with a number of cats. Yeah, he looks like a like number too of, many cats. Yeah. Higuita, yeah. Basi- Higuita basically looks the same. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Higuita's done very well. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in those terms, but there we are. Um, but yes, uh, Poland going home uh, early. I mean, Lewandowski, he's not the he's not the type of um, forward that yeah, because he was dropping back into the midfield. He's not the type of forward to sort of grab a game by the scruff of the neck in in terms of um, you know like a Cristiano Ronaldo or something mm. like that. He needs service. That's the type yeah, of striker he, he is. He just didn't have it. And he? I mean, they, they 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 gave him nothing. He I mean, he had a good effort and the keeper saved and so on, and he tried to inspire. But that's but what he was reduced to just smashing the ball from miles out. Exactly. I mean, his goal scoring record coming into this tournament for Poland is. Incredible. Incredibly yeah, the, the, in qualifying, he scored a lot. It's often the 16, case that qualifying I think it was, form becomes irrelevant. Record. I think it was a new record, yeah. was he, in qualifying? That sounds like right. But, but yeah, it's quite often the case that qualifying form doesn't necessarily translate to, to the, the World Cup, and that's how it's proven here. So they sort of froze, I think. They, they, they're surely a better team than they, than they show. I'm not sure. I think, I think that I, you, I was saying before the, the, the other game that they look leggy. They've got a few older players in yeah. there. I just that I thought they looked suspect, and and yes, in qualifying they they looked pretty good. I mean, they did finish the qualifying campaign, or, 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 or I mean, they they got the better of Denmark, who I don't think have looked that great. And Denmark beat them, I think, four nil in qualifying. Now, yes, Poland, I think, were already through and topped the group, but I think they lost their momentum, and I think they probably bullied teams in qualifying because they're a bit tougher and a little bit more canny at times. But now on the world stage, when you're playing quick. Uh, uh, you know, technically good players in in Colombia uh, and so on, and, and Senegal again. That pace just exposed them, and, and, and Senegal just capitalised on errors when they played against. Well, Poland. Th- I think that is fair to say. I mean, Poland it's a poor return, whichever way you look at it. And I think some of the selections, from what I've seen of, of certain players, have been confusing. I mean, the, the, Milik doesn't didn't even get on in the no. game against Colombia. Yeah, and Zielinski played. A long, almost like alongside Lewandowski, and I think as far as I've seen him play, Napoli Solinski is a midfield player normally. Yeah, I so, thought he was. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that may or may not be may not be the case. But um, my point was just going to be that they've been a bit unlucky. I mean, they they made mistakes against Senegal and were punished for that, and they've come up against the. But good... it was so flat though the game against Senegal. Oh, it was no, absolutely. But I mean, you were saying a week ago that it's the first game this and the first game that. I mean, yeah. You... Right now it's the second game. This. And they've been and exactly they've been a bit unlucky because Colombia felt. Uh, felt wronged in their first game, weren't able to give a good account of themselves and they were much better than... I think, Colum- personally, I know the, the FIFA rankings are what they are, but personally, Colombia are a better team than Poland. Well, Colombia are the team I would fear 
most for England Absolutely. going into the second round. I think most people would be agreed on that. But one thing that was without question marvellous to see was Falcao scoring at yeah. World Cup. And, and what a goal. It was well. a, what was a finish. Panache to it. It was because, a great Falcao finish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because before the last World Cup, he was one of the best players in the world without doubt. And then oh, he, he was got injured and he didn't good. make it there. And he's, it, it effectively hadn't been the same since. But in this last season or so, he has picked it up again and we're seeing glimpses of the, of the, the, the old master. And Indeed. it's so brilliant that uh, it's worked out that you can do that on the world stage. And James Rodriguez is a different player for Colombia. <laughs> it's not like he's a bad player for, for Bayern or, or has been for Madrid, but he just dominates in a way that you don't really see him do for, for, for his club teams. Yeah, he, and he's one of those players that he he's he plays for Colombia and is loaned out to Bayern or whoever he plays, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Michael Owen was for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah glorious. And, 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 and Falcao, you know, nearly sort of ruined his entire career by trying to get to the World Cup last time. You know, yeah. when a player like busts a gut to get, overcome an injury and you mm. sort of think to yourself, actually, you're going to do more long-term damage. Uh, you know, it was close to that. It's oh, hatchery, such... hatchery against England without question. It'll score a hatchery. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we play them, of course. But that front four of, of Rodriguez, uh, Quintero, who, who's playing marvellously well, Cuadrado and Falcao looks very mm. good. And Cuadrado displaying his pace for the goal right at the end. <sighs> Beautiful. It's just, it's just got a nice balance to it because you've got a combination of trickery, pace and good finishing in a front four it's a nice balance really mm-hmm. Colombia are now 15 to 8 to win their group so £10 with bet 365 returns £28.75 including stake should they top the lot but they've still got a bit of work to do they yeah. do well they'll have to overhaul Japan or, or Senegal who, who drew two well that was a good game it was a good Enjoyable. game enjoyable a, a couple of goalkeeping errors that, uh, that, that cost both sides uh, but the, both teams are in pole position to go through Senegal just need a point against Colombia uh, Japan will feel that they're in a better position needing just a point against Poland and you would imagine Japan would go for that top spot in, in the group yeah. Um, uh, but their goalkeeper uh, Kawashima made a bit of a hash of it for, for Mane's goal yeah he good did. for Mane to get on the sheet well the, he, the did, he didn't do brilliantly against Quintero's um, free kick in the first game did he True. so I think in 2010 he, he had made an absolute howler so against the um, Dutch yeah that's right um, so he's, he's got a rick in him but um yeah, it's a great group, this, isn't it? It's, it is. it's the best one um, going into the third round because everything's nicely poised, I think. Um, that that Colombia sending off changed so much about it. But yeah, I think Japan were very, very energetic, very very mobile. I think they were slightly better against Senegal. But I, I wonder with Poland really having to play for pride now, is that actually... Um, I, I, that actually no, I, a difficult game for them. No, I think you want to play a side who are already eliminated. If if you're if you're mm. Japan, I, I was impressed with Japan's industry and how they were able to get back into the game, having gone behind twice. One yeah. with quite a poor goalkeeping error, which can affect the confidence. <clears throat> so they, I mean, they, I thought I thought going into this game, I had Senegal down to win it fairly comfortably. Actually, did you? Yeah, but uh, I think Senegal are pretty good. From what I've seen, I think they're pr- pretty decent. They've got a like, good, solid, honest players with a bit of star quality peppered in there as well. And I think that's a good combination. Good spine as well to the side. Yeah. They're better than I think uh, a lot of people gave them credit for going yeah. into the tournament. Although um, their manager Cisse was quite frank after the match. He said we were not very good, frankly, in Japan with a better team. Oh, I, I think I think he's I think he was he looked pissed off, and I think. He demands a lot, and I think he's an interesting character, and I, and I sort of admire what he's trying to do there. He is he is trying to say, right, we are amongst us. Let's not be intimidated. We've got good quality players, as you just said, Luke. And I think he could be the type of manager that that makes the difference to inspire. The I think players. he needs to reset them ahead of the final game because they they really had it in their hands to win that. Uh, they got their nose in front a couple of times, but then could have lost it though. Yeah, no, fair enough. But I mean, I think if you look at the performance level compared to how they played in the first game. 
Um, I thought I thought it was a bit of a drop off. I, I genuinely do. And yeah. I, th- I think Senegal are a better team than they showed against Japan, and to get pegged back twice, I think is a little bit careless. Actually. But you're not pleased for Pete Donaldson though. Yeah, Japan. Well, when he starts turning up again, he's <laughs> not even here. So I mean, you know, on, on one hand, but yes. On the other hand, no. Oh, he's bungee jumping for the kids, mate. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah what yes. have you done? He's for not the kids? doing it in that. He's not doing it again, is he? Uh, maybe. Constantly, um, constantly bungee jumping. Inui scored a nice one though for Japan. He could be uh, an important player for them. Well, he already is an important player. Mm. He looks decent. Um, and, and one of those players that has, has been playing sort of quite well. I think he's played in Spain, has he, before and so on. It's just always nice to see a name like that get uh, a wider recognition, of course. And that's yeah. what the World Cup's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Of course gentlemen. it is. Uh, but yeah, Japan play Poland. Colombia face Senegal to decide who goes through all to play for. Yeah, it's, it's unless another, you are Poland. It's course. another group where you think three teams deserve to go through. <laughs> Well, and, and, and the thing and the thing is, we talk about Colombia, and I've just mentioned their odds on top in the group there, and, and we're all talking about wanting to avoid them in the second round, if possible. Could go out. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. We talk about these permutations. The World Cup's like this. We talk about what uh, before we came on, what um, side of the draw we want to be in to avoid Germany. In a couple of days' time, Germany might be out. These te- these teams can still be knocked out, and there'll always be high profile casualties. So it, it, I think, don't want to go back over the England chat again, but I think what England need to do is just focus on themselves. Actually. Oh, completely. Yeah, I think when you start doing that with a predictor, and I was doing it early today, yeah. oh, that happens. I think myself, what am I doing, England? Yes, they're in the second round, but if England face Colombia, that will genuinely worry me. In fact, if they they yeah, face anyone, it's not a foregone conclusion. Absolutely. And I think yes, England would be probably the favourite going into uh, the game against any of those those three teams that could. Qualify from from uh, Colombia, Japan, uh, and, uh, and Senegal, of course. Um, but they still need to win those games. And England, we we know what they're like. Uh, but but uh, the, the question, the first question is: Do you want England to beat Belgium? Yes. Well, if they beat Belgium, they'll top the group, and we can stop all this. Do you know what I mean? And the yeah, momentum yeah. has so many players have talked about the momentum being important. If England lose three 0 to Belgium, and we go. Oh, but that's all right because we've avoided Colombia. Yeah, now yeah. we're playing. You don't want to lose well, the if, game. If you look at this, I mean, it's unlikely, of course, for all this to happen. But if you look at um, look at the situation at the moment, I mean, teams that could still go out: Brazil could go out, Germany could go out, Portugal could go mm. out. All these teams aren't there yet. Can England go out? No. Yes. <laughs> Today's fixtures, ladies and gentlemen: Saudi Arabia versus Egypt. A dead rubber, sadly. I'll be tuning in for that one. Will yeah. I'm well, rushing home for that. You, are you <laughs> rushing home for Uruguay v Russia? I knew, I knew you were going to do that. Thank you. Well, you set me up. Yeah. And then I lingarded it. Um, well, I mean, again, this is a situation that, in Group A that we're talking about. It's a similar situation to, to, to our group. I mean, you say that, you know, the, the team Uruguay will want to beat Russia and Russia will want to beat Uruguay so they don't play Spain. They might not play Spain. They might not play. You don't Spain. know who you're going to play. Get on yeah, with it. Could be Iran. And, and at least we've got the benefit of um, of of knowing what side of the draw we're going to be after, because Germany and all those guys play before us. Mm-hmm. But actually, Group H play after us, so we yeah. don't even know we're going yeah. to get anyway. So just get get your win done. Just get it done. Absolutely right. And don't look too far ahead, England fans, for crying but out. Belgium are little slugs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just beat them. Just sprinkle salt all over their backs, and let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle salt around them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, let, let them make got a nowhere choice. to go. Yeah. <laughs> Slugs. Uh, but group B, Iran versus Portugal. Yeah. Could be tasty. I'll be definitely watching this one. Could be t- That's the one to watch for me yeah. today. Even yeah. though even though Hervé Fox is in the other game. 
Ah. Get him on the split screen. Yeah. Get him on the highlights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get him on the laptop. It's a second screen culture now, right? We can, yeah. I'm going to be watching both, I would yeah. think, for both Marcus games. Spend, Marcus spends most of his time watching Harvey on the laptop anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a bit sinister. Yeah. Um, that's why I said it. Carlos Quiros against his native land. Yes. Okay. Iran yeah. can still win. They, they need a win through. to go through. And if you fancy him to win and qualify, the odds with Bet365 are 5-1 to one on them to make it. So £10 uh, returns £60, including stake. Mm. It's not bad, that. I mean, Iran, they, they've looked well. okay. Iran, yeah, they caused Spain a few problems and whatnot. They did. Um, and the Spanish only beat them 1-0 with a, a muggy little goal from Imagine Costa. after everything that's gone on, Portugal lose to Iran, Ronaldo goes home, Messi and Argentina turn it around in their group and he goes through. And he's like, <laughs> what, what, were you, what were you all worried about? <laughs> Gets his goat out and everyone has a lovely yeah, time. <laughs> Could happen. It could happen. Get your goat out for the lads. Yeah. Um, Give your goats a tweak for that. Spain. <laughs> Spain versus uh, Morocco. You'd fancy Spain to win, but Marcus. hopefully Morocco can get a goal for Harvey. Yeah. What, what would you do if, um, Here we if go. when um, when Portugal play Iran if they lose? Yeah. And uh, Iran uh, scored like a winner in the last minute and it cuts to the crowd. And Lionel Messi's in the crowd in full Argentina kit, squirting like a goat's udder into his mouth, just drinking the goat's uh, milk. Oh, why did you... Well, I'm just saying, it would be good, wouldn't it? Why the udder? Because it's a nice touch, isn't it? Thirsty, it's thirsty. He does have a nice touch. (laughs) (laughs) Creamy goat's milk, what's wrong with that? That's a bit... Do you you drink it direct from the goat? I I don't really drink goat's milk. I think you can. Messi's squirting udders into his golf... 13 shows in a row, mate. <laughs> this is the level of content. Still right can't now. keep you down. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see Iran. I've got nothing against Portugal, but I'd love to see Iran do it. You would, wouldn't you? I'd love to see Iran against Russia in the second round. Well, Iran, um, would, do you still want them to win after I, after I tell you that uh, Iranian TV have mugged off Carlos Piol? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, this is strange. Yeah, Piol turned up to Iran. So we did. He flew to the country, um, got there, went to uh, the TV studio to do a bit of punditry. Now, this was actually a, a number of days ago now. Uh, and he wasn't allowed to appear on TV because of his long hair. Now, presumably, they'd seen a photo. They knew who this man was. Yeah. I mean, did they think that, oh, well, he will respect, uh, 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 you know, the Iranian people and whatnot by chopping his mop. But, yeah. uh, but he didn't. Seems and, ambitious, though. Well, I yeah. think it's because... It's, it's seen as like, in Iran, you're not allowed to sort of promote foreign promote culture. Foreign culture, yeah. I don't know how. What, which culture the, is that? The best part of it was uh, the, ca- caveman, caveman culture. Oh right. The, the best. The best part of that was when the presenter apparently started the show by saying he was gutted. We did everything we could. I mean, Carlos was here, but he's in his hotel room. I did what I could. He's not going to be here. Yeah. He, was, he was gutted. He was yeah. gutted. Understandably so. Mm. Well, maybe that presenter should start growing his hair in solidarity. Yeah, in get protest. him on. Get him on the England uh, punditry bus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, get him on that we bus. Got, we got Seski instead, haven't we? Yeah. From the Spanish continent. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I don't mind. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the Iranian presenter. No, 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 I meant Carlos. <laughs> well, Seski Fabregas has gone back to pre-season training now, though, so he's done. But, uh, has he? Yeah. What about Patrice Evra? Getting his old, I love this game! Yeah, he got yeah. it in there. He's a bit of a knob, isn't he? He's gone now. Oh, good. Is he? Yeah. I think, he, I th- I think that's why I said it. I think he's, I think he's done. Yeah. Roy Keane's still about, though. Keane, lovely. Keane's talking about, um, who was he talking about? He was fuming. What He's talking about Boateng. I know, he's, yeah. he was fuming about England fans talking about going further and Ian Wright was just laughing his head off. Yeah. As yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Lovely it's stuff. It's like us when Pete talks. <laughs> I'm only joking, Pete. We love um, you. Come back to... Well, Pete's back tomorrow, isn't he? Oh, I mm. look forward to it. And we're back tomorrow, of course, mm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, to give you more uh, World Cup rambles. Thank you very much for listening to this one, sponsored by Bet365. Um... Looking forward to it. Looking forward to them footballs, everybody. Say yeah. goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Goodbye from me and goodbye from London. Press the button. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 